0: Did you know that Thanksgiving is a prophetic statement that of Christ's uh, Advent, that the Advent is coming? It proclaims the onset of the Advent season. It's part of a prophetic announcement of Christ's coming, God's provision for us. The Advent means coming, and the Feast of Thanksgiving points the way to the crib of Christ, the very coming of Messiah to seek and to save that which is lost. The Hebrew Feast of Thanksgiving took place as part of God's revealed protocol for observing God's long history with his chosen people, the Hebrew nation. Before Advent, God's chosen people had been growing in great strength and number under their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those chosen people of God had prospered as shepherds and nomads across the promised land for some generations God sorry <laughs> Jacob son of Isaac had 12 sons A time came when they experienced a worldwide famine and they ended up in Jesus, in jo- <laughs> sorry in Egypt where Joseph Jacob's youngest son had serotypically become its ruler As such, Joseph was able to bring his family into Egypt and he provided for them where his family had favor with the Egyptians. The Israelites lived in that harmony in Egypt as long as Joseph was alive. However, after Joseph's death, they became enslaved by the Egyptians for many, many generations. The Hebrew nation mourned their plight and God heard their cries And saw their plight, and he took pity on them. He raised up one of the heirs of Joseph, Moses, in response to the plight of his people. And Moses was actually born of a Hebrew woman at a time when the Hebrew male children or babies were required by law of Egypt to be put to death. Yet Moses' mother saw how beautiful he was and she placed him in a woven basket and hid him among the reeds on the Nile River. Pharaoh's daughter went to the river to bathe, and upon discovering the baby Moses, she brought him into her own household, and she raised him as her son. She, at the suggestion of Moses' older brother, who was at the river where the, the baby was discovered, invited Moses' mother to be the baby's wet nurse and caretaker. Moses lived in Pharaoh's household and was raised as Pharaoh's own son. Eventually, Moses took his place as the leader of Egypt and the leader of his own people, eventually, the Hebrew slaves. Through God's miracle signs and wonders, Moses was empowered to lead God's people out of Egypt, across the Red Sea, on dry ground, and into the wilderness outside of the Promised Land. In the wilderness experience, the people were tested and tried by God over 40 years as he prepared them to come to know his ways and him and his commandments and how to live in and through their God. It was on the desert journey that God revealed his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, his righteousness, his holiness, his power, and his glory to these the Hebrew children. It was there where Moses spoke with God face to face and where God, through Moses, spoke to his people. Out of these experiences, God established certain feasts and festivals and traditions as reminders to the people of their experiences and the lessons that they learned in the wilderness journey and the experiences that they encountered as they entered into the promised land. All these experiences were commemorated and celebrated, establishing how they developed their relationships and their interactions with the God of their fathers. These festivals were included, but not limited to, the foundations for the celebration of the Passover, the subsequent and related celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles, and ultimately included the Feast of Illumination, just to name a few. As previously stated, these festivals and celebrations were reenactments of the events in the life of the Israelites and their God during the captivity, the exodus, and their wilderness wanderings. The Feast of Tabernacles was established after the Israelites entered into the Promised Land. It was in that place that God first called his people to commemorate their life in the desert by building a temporary dwelling or a sakat. They were to dwell in the Sakat, which is a tent, during the Feast of the Festivals, celebrating God being and dwelling with them in the desert. When he provided them a fire by night, a cloud by day, manna from heaven, water from a rock, and divine guidance in facing their environmental trials, tests, and enemies throughout their 40-year wandering. The Feast of Tabernacles, as established by God, was a feast of thanksgiving to God, celebrating his faithfulness, his kindness, his goodness, his mercy, his love, his direction, and his protection. Such contemplation brings his goodness alive in our spirits and ignites spontaneous prayer of thanksgiving, issuing out of the deep gratitude and appreciation for all he is and was and will always be. The words of one of our worship songs puts it this way, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Another important aspect of the Feast of Tabernacles is that it was inclusive of the Exodus holiday of Passover. Passover was the celebration of the release of the Hebrew children from bondage and slavery and death the death angel itself into their identities as being or giving off their identities as being worthless, despicable and disgusting slaves, and in its place learning to be loved and accepted and valued as God's people. In fact, as the people were liberated by God Himself, they were liberated through an unprecedented and, in ta- and very tangible miracle signs and wonders. The Passover was a celebration that was birthed out of Moses' God-empowered showdown with Pharaoh, where Moses led God as led of God as God's spokesman demanded of Pharaoh, "Let my people go." That's God's people, and go they did with or without Pharaoh's permission. In the end, they literally went over Pharaoh's dead body, as well as the dead bodies of the pursuing Egyptian army, as the Red Sea flooded over Pharaoh and his army as they were in hot pursuit after Moses and God's people. Pharaoh had continually refused to bow down to God and to, and to his word. And finally, God not only sent a death angel to kill all of the firstborn of Egypt, but he had instructed Moses to have the Israelites prepare a sacrificial lamb, a lamb without blemish, along with other requirements, and to spread the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of their homes so the death angel would pass over the Israelite people. Thus the Pharaoh and Egypt, as they mourned the death of their firstborn, the Israelites led by God through Moses, quickly moved out with all of their things and their family, escaping Egypt as God opened the Red Sea and they walked across on dry land. As Pharaoh and his army entered in the Red Sea, pursuing the escaping uh, slaves, they were drowned in the sea as it covered over them, leaving God's people safely on the other side. Thus, festivities were established to celebrate this Hebrew exodus and later other festivities and the Feast of Tabernacles to commemorate their 40 years in the desert and the Feast of Tabernacles holiday, which were connected. So in Leviticus 23, verses 5 and 43, we see that connection. The Lord's Passover begins at twilight on the 14th day, Of the first month. On the 15th day. Of that month. The Lord's festival of unleavened bread. Begins. For seven days. You must eat bread without yeast. So that the descendant. So your descendants will know. That I had the Israelites. Live in booths. The feast of tabernacles. When I brought them out. Of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So basically Passover marks the end of the bondage, and the right of religious freedom, and was part of the preparation of the Hebrews beginning the night of their deliverance from Egypt as they fled Pharaoh's army and crossed the Red Sea. Sukkot, however, the dwelling in booths, marks the attainment of national and territorial independence, except from God, the essential ingredients of a sovereignty. Even our own American tradition of Thanksgiving was modeled uh, by the pilgrims after the Feast of uh, Tabernacles and Passover as described in the Old Testament. In this story, the colonists or the pilgrims saw themselves as escaping death and slavery and persecution in the old land of oppression and slavery. As they escaped by crossing over the sea, with God's help and his provision, finding, uh, finding, entering, and then surviving the promised land through difficulties and struggles where they experienced God in their midst. They then set out to establish a celebration of thanksgiving to God. The promised land, America, was the land of freedom including religious freedoms, speech, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness and equality. It doesn't take much to see the connection, or should I say acknowledge the reenactment of the life of the Hebrew children escaping out of the tyranny of Egypt and the life of the pilgrims escaping the tyranny of religious persecution and injustices, oppression, iniquity, starvation, and the like. Both groups were able to escape with God's help out of the oppression, out of the slavery, across a sea, and entering into a land of promise. The Hebrew people of God, and for the American pilgrims, the religiously persecuted, and for the displaced and marginalized people of the old country, both had much in common. Why wouldn't the new America, the pilgrims, establish a festival of Passover and Thanksgiving in the fall of the harvest year, and celebrate the first of many years of successful transition from persecution to freedom. The first Thanksgiving would prove to be the first among hundreds of years of celebrations of religious freedom and equal equality. Although some today would like to secularize the American celebration of Thanksgiving and refer it to a American-made holiday. It's obvious that it was established by the Pilgrims and the Puritan colonists who fled European persecution for their Christian beliefs and practices to express their Christian belief without persecution. The Puritans at the stage of the first American Thanksgiving, by reenacting the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot, the Passover, A picture of passing from under oppression and the threat of death just like that of the Old Testament. Thereafter, political leaders praised, embraced, nationalized that Thanksgiving feast into a public holiday where we give thanks to God for all his provisions, protections, and to celebrate our religious freedoms. You know that many Bible scholars also believe that the first Thanksgiving in America was actually based on the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. The pilgrims, like the Hebrews, were thankful to God for their protection and the new promised home. There's several ways to see how Jesus, the Messiah, whose birth is celebrated after the Feast of Thanksgiving, is connected Strongly with his holiday. We learn from John's gospel. The word became flesh and dwelled or tabernacled among us. John 1.14. God's presence came in the incarnate Messiah. Who was present with his people. He was Emmanuel. Hebrew for God with us. The word dwelt. Here in Greek means tabernacled. Or Sukkoth, which Jesus became flesh, where he inhabited the temporary shelter of an earthly body, knowing that he, he soon would be required to leave it. Why did he do it? So that we might find a home in him, not a temporary shelter in the wilderness, but a permanent, eternal home in a kingdom which abides forever. We know Jesus was made manifest in a temporary body when he came to earth. Is it possible he was also born in a temporary dwelling? The fields outside of Jerusalem and Bethlehem, which is only three miles from Jerusalem, would have been dotted with Sukkot or tents during the harvest season which were used as temporary shelters for men and beasts alike. The Feast of Tabernacles required for Israel's adult males, it required that they come to the temple. The secular government would often piggyback on that feast and require taxation of the people that must be paid in Jerusalem. As such, when Joseph and his pregnant wife, Mary, were making their way to Jerusalem for the feast and to pay the taxes, there would be no accommodations for them because of the mass of people also called to Jerusalem and spilling into its surrounding villages. It was the Feast of Tabernacles which had drawn the people, but it was the taxation that mandated that trip. Because it was the time of the feast, the sakat, or the tents and booths were built by the Jewish families in the surrounding areas to house families, travelers, and animals as stables. They are all the same root word for sukk- uh, stable. It is very plausible that the sakat used as stables would have had would have been supplied with feeding troughs, which plausibly could be a cradle or a bed for the infant Jesus. An interesting point is, that it's, and it's almost astonishing to note, in the Hebrew communities, during their prayer time for this holiday, Israelis cry out, please save, save now. It's part of their prayer liturgy. For believers in Jesus, that prayer has been answered. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, Acts 16.31. The cry of salvation at the Feast of Tabernacle is heard and answered in the Messiah, for he came to save his people from their sins. The Feast of Tabernacles at that time Remember, is to be, is a Sikoth. And Jesus was born most likely in that Sikoth. There he joined us to save us. Jesus in his earthly ministry preached during this holiday. Can you imagine Jesus was calling his people to their Savior as he alone could save them? God gave the Israelites manna and water in the wilderness. Jesus is the spiritual bread and the water for all who believe in him. Jesus said to him, to them, I am the bread of life and he who comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will not thirst. John 6.35 Paul taught that as the Jews wandered in the wilderness over those 40 years that they drank the same spiritual drink and that as they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them and that rock was Christ 1 Corinthians 10:4 Yeshua is the bread the water and the light John 8:12 He's also the man whose name is the branch Zechariah 6:12 in short, Sukkot Thanksgiving is really about Yeshua, Jesus. Note, there's also religious significance in the materials that are used for the Sukkot, including the Louvre Love, which is very symbolic. The palm or the Louvre Love is used in making the roof of the Sukkot. It's also part of the emblem of victory Throughout scriptures, now consider Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from the palm or lulav tree, and they spread them on the road. Mark 11:8. We're also told that the multitude at the from the uh, tribulation will be standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm, Luvlof, branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Revelation 7, 9-10. Another point of interest is that the true meaning of the Feast of Tabernacles, Thanksgiving, will be fulfilled when Messiah Jesus gathers the harvest of his children unto himself. In his book, The Hebrew Passover and Jewish Holidays, the late Dr. Charles Holf, founder of CJF Ministries, which is a Christian-Jewish foundation, summed it up as follows. The Feast of Tabernacles points to the day when the world will be at rest. Israel will be at rest because she has her own country. The church will be at rest because we will be with Messiah Jesus. And the nations will be at rest rest because Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit. And Jesus the Messiah will be ruler of the world at that time. Hoff was a Jewish, a young Jewish man from San Antonio, Texas, who became a believer in Jesus, his Messiah and Savior, in the 1940s. We have a great heritage. We are not yet finished with the celebration associated with the events associated with the Hebrew children exiting Exodus, wandering in the wilderness, followed by entering into the Promised Land. Once the temple was established and in association with the Feast of Tabernacles, we see the appearance of the celebration of the illumination of the temple ceremony. During the Feast of Tabernacles, there came to be a great ceremony called the illumination of the temple, which involved the ritual lighting of four oil-fed lamps in the court of women. These lamps were huge Candelabras seventy five feet tall they were the memora, menorah lighted in the temple at night to remind the people of the pillar of fire by night, which guided Israel in the wilderness journey in the temple all night the long all night long the lights shone their brilliance, and it is said uh, an It illuminated the entire city. Can you imagine that? Imagine that you are in ancient Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacles and you begin to visualize the massive menorahs giving off a flood of light. Now imagine the impact of the words of Jesus in the temple courtyard when he announced, I... I'm the light of the world. John 9.5. Jesus is the light. The very source of illumination to bring the, dark, the lost out of darkness. Jesus declared himself to be the light of the world. It's not clear from the text when this incident happened, but it was sometime between the Feast of Tabernacles, Thanksgiving, And the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah, or for Christians, Christmas. Both these celebrations focused on that light. Jesus is God who tabernacles in us. I am in you. You are in me, said Jesus. As we have considered the living God dwelling in and with us, we in him, and we have pondered on the Feast of Tabernacles, you may be asking yourself how you may want to incorporate this theme of dwelling into our own holiday expression. A tree ornament of a stable, or possibly making a temporary sakat or tent for you and your family to reenact a part of the sakat. Have you ever built a temporary sakat or a tent for yourself or your children to play in. Uh, as a kid, I remember turning the neighbor's whole garage into a giant tent. And with the, we, my, my family, and all the kids of the neighborhood, we played there for, for a whole week without any interruption. It was the greatest experience. As we wrap up our Thanksgiving celebrations this week and we began to count down for Christmas, perhaps you may want to consider bringing the tradition of the Feast of Pas- Passover or Tabernacles into your own holiday by building a temporary Sukkot, physically or in the words of a story or even adapt a playhouse or a tent for your household to visualize God with us and us with God. Here you can remind your family of the great escape God made for your forefathers to save them from slavery by taking them through the desert, living in Sakats, a temporary dwelling for over 40 years, and before they entered into the promised land. The key here is that God is with us, and we are with, with him every day of our lives. You could also use the story as a parallel, your own story as a parallel, between the Bible story and your own personal journey. As you drape a sheet of cloth over the ceiling of your family room or you use a story to capture the reality of God's heavenly protection, you can help your family remember how you have been protected, how God has been your shelter. And make a special place for thanksgiving and gratefulness for all that you have and for all that God has done and is doing in your family and in your own lives. Remember them how he to them how he is our hiding place a shelter in the storm a depend a dependable provider in our needs perhaps you and your kids your family your friends your loved ones can come together this season to rehearse the things for which you are thankful Thanksgiving opens the way to a pure and true celebration of Christ's birth. Christmas celebration. Laid for, with the foundation of great thanksgiving to God for sending Jesus to us in a saccad 2,000 years ago. The beginning of a new life for us in him and he in me. Recapturing the meaning of Thanksgiving prepares our hearts to celebrate Jesus' birth. Through this, perhaps we can recapture the excitement and the anticipation of the true meaning of this season and restore the purpose of our thanksgiving and our joy, God with us eternally and forever. Jesus, our Savior, light of the world, springs in the desert, bread of heaven, our rock and our salvation. He came, he is coming again. To God be the glory, honor, praise, and thanksgiving, for now and forever. Amen. Amen. This morning, I pray that you are in a place of real thanksgiving, a place of real intimacy with your God, for that's what he's inviting us into. And as we close... We always make uh, an opening for prayer for anyone that has a prayer need. But you could always come forward also just to say thanks again, Lord, for all you have been, all that you are, and the knowledge that you will always be there for us. Thank you. Service is over. The children are ready to be picked up and enjoy your times together.